Welcome to Leading Age Workforce Innovators, a Leading Age podcast. This conversation is part of a series by the Leading Age Center for Workforce Solutions that examines promising practices and innovations to meet workforce challenges. And today we're speaking with Karen Fryer, Employee Relations Officer at the Whitney Center in Hamden, Connecticut. She's here to talk about COMPASS, an employee orientation program. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Jean. How are you today? Very good. Karen, can you tell our audience about the genesis of the program? What problem or situation is it designed to remedy? Oh, absolutely. Um, So our COMPASS program is um, a new program here that we started uh, this year. But it really is um, what most people consider an orientation program. And this program came about because we were struggling with the fact that we would only have one or two new hires coming into our organization and we found that we were canceling orientation all the time. And this to us didn't feel right. It felt like what an awful way to introduce people to our organization. Um, So we were looking for a different way to have more of a positive impact. And as we looked at that, we had then decided that what a great way for um, us to really reconnect with all of our staff by requiring all of our staff to attend orientation again. And it's now a combination of new staff and all of our current staff um, as well. And this allows us to really reconnect with our mission, our vision, our why, the purpose of why we are here, it helps us to create relationships and those connections uh, with each other and within our community as a whole. Can you give us an overview of how the program works? Sure. Um, So there are a couple parts to this program. So the first day of Compass is an all day nine to five uh, program. We have no more than 12 or 13 people max that join us and that again is a combination of new staff and current staff and the morning really starts off with um, a self-reflection and connecting through that self-reflection to the organization the organization's mission and why we exist and then we continue through the afternoon really connecting with our residents, spending time at roundtable discussions with our residents, as well as sharing um, some experiences of what it could be like to be aging. And the day culminates actually with a connection right back to one another. And that had actually a natural path that the day took as we designed it it's really an amazing thing to kind of see happen how all of it comes together at the end of the day. We, um, you know, the first part of our day is about three hours where our CEO, Mike Rambrose, and our COO, Ken Sandberg, spend the day really just touching base with everybody to get to know who they are. What are they passionate about? What draws them to aging services and why they're here? they connect that passion that everybody has with our organization and why Whitney Center exists. It's really nice to see a combination of those two paths and how they intersect. 
I believe probably one of the most powerful questions that gets asked of staff in the morning is, you know, if money didn't matter and you didn't have to work, what what would you want to do with your life? What would you, what would fulfill you? We talk about and share those answers with everybody. And a lot of times you can really see that connection between what people are truly passionate about and the work that they have chosen to do. And that's a really exciting time of the day. As our day continues, probably the best part of the day, I, I believe this is the part where we uh, get the most feedback, is our conversations with our residents. We spend an hour at roundtable discussions just having conversations with our residents, getting to know each other. Um, it's not about Whitney Center or their job and what needs to be fixed. It's truly about getting to know each other and where people came from, what people are aspiring to do, you know, why Whitney Center. So that is such a great and powerful part of our day. And then our afternoon continues with some what we call resident simulations and what it could feel like to be aging because we are all here in a part of this community where we are taking care of older adults but yet none of us are older and we don't necessarily know what it feels like to have challenges so whether it is you know our vision deteriorating not being able to hear well what it may be like to have arthritis, maybe even having mobility problems. So we work on um, setting up some simulations through lunch, as well as um, dementia simulations and experiences. So staff can start to feel what it could be like um, to be someone who is older that we all interact with every day. It's our belief that by allowing our staff to feel this, it gives them such a better understanding of what the people in our community could be faced with every day. The very last part um, of all of that is we come back together after all of these experiences through the day, really talk about, you know, what were the challenges? What did it feel like to go through this day? What the purpose of us doing that is? Why does it matter? And how does it impact your role? And hearing staff really talk about the impact that that had on them, how they learned that, wow, you're right, the reason somebody returned their lunch three times isn't because they want to make my life difficult, it's because they might have forgotten. That has truly been, you know, a great aspect to this. It shows everybody, regardless of what department you're in, that we're all in this together. And how do we continue to support one another while we're supporting our residents? We all know that being in aging services and the work that we do, it's not just physically demanding, but it's also emotionally demanding. We end our day with really discussions about how can we take care of ourselves through the course of the day? How can we let go of some of that stress and some of those pressures that we feel throughout the day? Um, and we end with talking about that. We share stories about, you know, who may be going to yoga or exercising or just walking the dog, who just takes five minutes, you know, um, at lunchtime. So we actually end the day with a five minute mindfulness meditation to just kind of show everybody we don't need hours. 
sometimes just five minutes to breathe and to be quiet and still is enough that we can be refilled so that we can continue to give all of ourselves to help other people. So that's kind of about the whole overview of the day. What kind of follow-up is there for new employees? So our new employees, um, they actually have a day two. Um, Our new employees come in um, the day following Compass. They're in for about four hours. That is where they spend time with us doing all of the paperwork and mandatory things that we have to do. Um, We go through our handbook, policies, procedures. Um, We also do all of our mandatory in-services at that time with them so that they have that one-on-one. But what's great about day two is this also gives us an opportunity with just our new hires to kind of talk about what happened, you know, in that first day of Compass and how as an organization, it's not just about that one day, that it is truly about our culture and who we are as an organization and how the message that they learned on day one penetrates our entire organization. So we share again our mission and our values. We talk about how as a part of our organization, because relationships matter and those connections that we have with one another and our residents really drive what we do, we have, as a culture, done away with our annual evaluations and really focused on the relationship between supervisors and staff um, and have quarterly coaching conversations. And we talk about that. And um, that also reinforces this message about who we are as an organization in our culture and the importance of what it is that we do. Um, So that's a really good part of day two to help reinforce what that message is. And then we do um, a touch points. A couple of months after um, our new hires have been there, we try to organize a like just a lunch, kind of like a lunch and learn or a breakfast and learn just a way to reconnect, to really kind of see how things are going. I think a lot of people can understand that sometimes we get new employees in and they can very much so get lost in the shuffle very quickly. So this gives us a way to just touch base, see how it's going, get some feedback, and just a really, a way to bring them back in and make them know that they are important and they are a part of this community. How long has Whitney Center been doing this, and how do you know it's been effective? In other words, how do you measure success? So this um, this version of Orientation Compass, we've actually only been doing since January. So this is even new to our organization. This is our, I think this is our third kind of reiteration of orientation. So far, this has by far been um, the best that we have done to date. We're excited about that. It was definitely the old versions of orientation really talked about just Whitney Center, our history, how long we've been here, those kinds of things. We just continually wanted to push that boundary to say, what are we really trying to accomplish? And that's why our versions kind of change from year to year. We continue to meet as a team to say, are we achieving what we want to achieve? Are we meeting those goals? It's that flexibility to change things up and to do things differently, uh, which is important. So in our Compass program right now, 
Um, we do not have an evaluation system in place. Um, previously, we did have you know evaluations at the end of the day. How did they like it? What did they think of the speakers? But we really found that that feedback was just, it wasn't impactful. It, we didn't think it carried a lot of meaning and a lot of weight. Um, you know, after a long eight hour day, only 10 or 12 people in a room, um, I think everybody just liked to give us all fives. As, as much as I would like to think we're all that great, I'm not so sure they were always honest. So we did do away with that. Right now, um, we are relying on employee feedback, uh, the information that they're giving us. We're also relying a little bit on um, our employee engagement survey that we do each year. So we've been doing engagement surveys for a few years now. That engagement survey has showed that um, we're really moving some of our staff members who have kind of been on that fence, we're moving them into becoming more catalysts for us, wanting to be promoters of the organization. Although right now I can't directly correlate those results to our Compass program, this year's results were really um, intriguing to us because as an organization we've gone through a lot of organizational changes. We've changed our service model for our residents had a lot of departmental changes. And even through all of that change and uncertainty, our engagement survey was still very positive from our staff. It kind of tells me that something somewhere is working. And I do believe that our Compass program is a part of that and people feeling like they know what's happening, know what's going on, and really feel a part of our community. Have you run into any significant challenges in running the program? Oh, so there's always challenges, right? <laughs> so um, I think for us, probably one of the biggest challenges actually that we have is um, the scheduling of all of our staff. So we have 300 employees um, and we have to try to get all 300 of them scheduled and attend you know, within a, cal within a calendar year. We do run two orientations each month so there are 24 opportunities for everybody to be there. But as anybody can imagine, you know, it's really difficult when you have to take staff, schedule them. There is a financial component to that, but uh, we are invested in what we're doing and, and have chosen to make that investment. But that does sometimes still be a challenge for us. The other piece is how do we continue to keep this fresh and new? Because when I hit January of next year, we are all going to have the same staff members looking at us again. How do we keep it fresh? How do we keep them engaged in what is happening and what's going on? So the biggest challenge, I think, is to always be recreating something or tweaking something so it is still as meaningful and as impactful for everyone but yet changing it up so that they're not all thinking, oh boy, here we go again, I just did this, it's the same thing. So really giving it that fresh look, I think is probably our biggest challenge. If other leading age members want to try and replicate your program, what advice would you give them about getting started? You know, I think if other organizations wanted to do this, I, th I fully believe that this is possible for anyone to do. But I think people need to look at it as more than just a program. For us, 
Compass is not a program. It is just a part of Whitney Center and who we are. Because of that, that's why it also has a life and continues to evolve. But it takes everybody's buy-in to really make this work. It's getting our whole team on board with who we are as an organization, knowing and really understanding our mission and why we exist. As a leadership team, we spent a lot of time really talking about our why, discussing it, and really all coming to the same place about who we are as an organization. With our why and our mission at the center of what we do, that gives everybody a different perspective to say, okay, so how do we achieve that and how do we move that forward? This is just a piece of that much larger puzzle of our culture, of building relationships, making sure that everyone knows, you know, we're in the relationship business, relationships with each other, with our residents, with our family members and visitors. So how do we keep those relationships? How do you build those relationships, build trust within those relationships? For us, that's really at the heart of what this is. If someone wants to look at it as a program, you could absolutely do that, and I believe anybody can do that and create it, but I'm not sure it would be as impactful than it would be if um, an organization really got everybody on board with who they are as an organization and what is their culture. And having that buy-in, you know, if you don't have your buy-in from your CEO and all the way down to your line staff, then these things don't work. So it really is that top-down, bottom-up buy-in of who we are as an organization. Thanks, Karen, for speaking with Leading Age. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks for listening to another Leading Age Workforce Innovators podcast. You can learn more about our guests' program on the Leading Age Center for Workforce Solutions website. I'm Gene Mitchell. Our producer is Charlie Visconage, and the Center for Workforce Solutions is led by Susan Hildebrandt. You can listen and subscribe to more Leading Age podcasts on Apple Podcasts, and if you like what you've heard, please give us a rating. Thanks for listening.